Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. She was in the middle of having an abortion. That is from a Daily Wire reporter who is going to be joining us, telling us about her experience in Washington, D.C. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me on Faith and Freedom is Holly Mead and our very special guest, Mary Margaret Olihan. Welcome to Faith and Freedom, Mary Margaret. Thank you so much for having me. We are so honored to have you. Kind of give us a little short background on how you actually started writing this article to go to abortion facility. Yes. So I, I'm a reporter for the Daily Wire, and we had been very closely covering the discovery of these five preemie-sized babies in Washington, D.C. You know, these babies, as I'm sure you and your listeners know, were recovered from outside of Dr. Santangelo's Washington Surgery Clinic in Foggy Bottom. So I had been closely covering this. We were asking a lot of questions. You know, we were asking the DC medical examiner whether they had preserved the baby's bodies as evidence, whether they were going to be conducting autopsies. We were asking DC Mayor Muriel Bowser to weigh in on the whole situation, the Metropolitan Police Department. We were asking the clinic and nobody was giving me any answers. And, you know, this was a huge issue. A lot of people were talking about it. So I got very frustrated that we couldn't get any answers and I think it was a really rainy Thursday. I got up and frustrated and just drove down to the clinic to see if I could get anyone to talk to me because they wouldn't talk to me over the phone. And I drove down there. The building it is in is a big office building. So you have to go up the elevator and to the fourth floor, I think. And that's where the abortion clinic is. And so you get out of the elevator, there's a little hall and across the hall is the door to the clinic. And as I was walking in, I kind of paused because they had a sign on the door that said you had to wear a mask. And I'm not a big fan of masks anymore, <laughs> but um, we're with you on that welcome one. Welcome <laughs> to the crowd. Yes. <laughs> but uh, the, I didn't want to, I, I wanted to get some answers, so I didn't want to be causing any problems. So I'm looking through my purse for a mask. And right then this woman comes out with her boyfriend or her husband and they were both upset, but I wasn't really focused on them because I was, you know, I was very focused on going inside and talking to the clinic workers. So I kind of, once the door was open, I realized I needed to go in or would look weird if I was standing in the hall. So I went on in and tried to talk to the abortion clinic workers. They wouldn't tell me anything. And they tried to tell me that the abortionist himself was not in. And I told them, I didn't think they were telling the truth since I looked around. And, and you were still asking room. questions about the five babies, right? Yes. Yes. So that was the only reason I was there. I wasn't trying to do any kind of activism or whatever. I'm a reporter and I went there asking questions. They wouldn't tell me anything. So I, I go to leave again. I'm a reporter and I, I didn't want to cause a disturbance on while I was doing my job. And I go to leave. And as I walk out the door, I see that the couple that I had passed is in the hallway and the woman is leaning on the wall and she's yeah. she's kind of heaving and moaning and she's so upset. Before you finish that story, because that's the really amazing part that you experienced, and I know it was gut-wrenching for you. For those that are listening, this involves the Washington Surges Center in Washington, D.C. It's an abortion clinic headed by Dr. Santangelo. Uh, who has been notoriously known for these late-term abortions. And so this 
A couple of pro-life activists with the group Progressive Anti-Abortion Uprising, they actually saw these waste uh, containers uh, that were to be delivered from this Washington Surges Center clinic to a waste facility in Baltimore, and they asked the person if they could actually take one of these um, containers. They asked him if he knew what was in there. They told him it was aborted babies, and they were able to obtain one of these containers. That contained 110 pulverized babies, plus the bodies mm -hmm. of five preemie-sized babies that were headed to the waste facility. Uh, the images are gut-wrenching. Um, but continue your story, Mary Margaret, with what happened with this man and woman as they now are in um, leaning against the wall, and this woman looks very distressed, and then you continue your conversation with her. Yes, yeah, so the, the man that was with her looked at me, and his eyes were all red, and I could tell he was very upset too. And this woman, I asked her um, if she was okay, and she tried to smile, and she said yes, and um, she tried to straighten up, but I could tell she was in a lot of pain. And I said, if you don't mind my asking what's going on, I'm a reporter. I, I'm wondering if everything is okay. And she said, I'm in the middle of having an abortion. And I was, I think, understandably horrified when I heard this, because I'm looking at this woman who just told me that she, her baby's being aborted as we spoke. So they had given her some kind of medication to begin induce the delivery right there, and she's not in a hospital room. She's out in the hall. Out in the hallway, going through pain as she's actually in the process mm. of going through the abortion with the dilation and the contractions. Yes. So my understanding is, and from what she told me, I talked to some pro-life doctors, and my understanding is that the doctors, the abortionists, had begun her abortion by. Um, using laminaria, which is kind of like seaweed. And I won't get too graphic here, but basically that's used to help mother dilate so that the doctor can get in at the baby and the abortionist can get in at the baby. And so they had taken that out, which means that she was starting to go into labor. And um, so, you know, when this type of abortion happens frequently, the, the abortionist will inject the baby with poison basically so that the baby will die. But what we know is that it doesn't always kill the baby. And so unfortunately it can result in a baby being born alive in this botched abortion and many other horrible things. And so, you know, I'm, I'm standing there looking at this woman thinking I knew most of this. I verified it with some pro-life doctors afterwards, but I knew most of this in the moment. And I'm thinking, Oh my gosh. And right then an abortion clinic worker stuck her head out the door and started yelling at the couple to go inside and not to talk to me. And so she kind of hustled them inside. And I told them to reach out to me at the Daily Wire if, if they wanted to share their story or if they wanted to talk to me. And they, they kind of, I, I believe they said something along the lines of like, they, they understood, but my guess is that they don't remember anything about that because it was so happening so quickly. And they were clearly in such distress. It was a very emotional moment for everyone, I think. So they went back in there and I, I had to leave and I was just overcome. I left the clinic and I thought, oh my gosh, this is, you know, as all these DC officials are ignoring this yeah. horrible scandal, this woman is up there and the abortionist is still performing abortions and he's still out there performing abortions. And that baby at the time that you encountered this woman was a baby likely alive 
There was no indication that it was dead. They don't go there necessarily because they have a dead baby. They go there to have a dead baby. It was alive and a few moments later was taken back and Dr. San Tangelo and his group and he's still performing Paul, these. <laughs> he took that baby out and brutalized it and destroyed it and sent it over to a waste facility in Baltimore, just like these other 110 that were there. And that was just one of the boxes that these people found, right. plus the five preemie-sized late-term abortion babies that were brutally murdered by this doctor in this clinic. And no one seems to be investigating them. No, so. and you actually uh, have done some questions about the officials, the D.C. officials. Are they going to do anything about any of this? No, it seems like they're hoping it will go away. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of the details in this case have not been confirmed. So, for example, the waste facility will not confirm that they take aborted fetal remains from the clinic, even though we have photos and videos showing that that was what was happening. They won't admit it. They won't address it. The um, abortion clinic won't admit what type of abortions they do. And in D.C., there's no laws limiting abortion. So the police were able to say that the babies were legally aborted without doing autopsies. So as of right now, we do not know whether autopsies have been confirmed. We do not know how the babies were actually aborted. You know, you can conjecture a lot about it, but we don't have any answers. Yeah. And that makes it very hard to report on if you cannot get solid answers from the authorities. Well, our guest is Mary Margaret Olihan. She is a reporter for the Daily Wire, had a gut-wrenching experience at this Washington Surge Center in Washington, D.C., and this is the reason why the Born Alive Infant Protection Act needs to be passed. This is the reason why Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey need to be overturned. This is a slaughter of now over 63 million babies in horrible, brutal fashion since January 1973 with Roe v. Wade. This happens everywhere in the country, and we need to be the voice of these innocent children who are brutally dying every day. For more information, you can visit Liberty Council's website, lc.org. That's lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org. You can also call us at 407-875-1776. The website again, lc.org.